Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. change it matter of fact it, it most of the time it produces a defensive mechanism within inside of us I've heard many of you say you know hey I don't want to change <laughs> but I want to tell you life is life changes there's no it doesn't stay still it changes you know it's been said that the only person that likes a change is a wet baby Amen. everybody else is sort of against it today what I'm going to talk to you about I have prayed for you. I sent you an email out this week to let you know that I was praying for you because I felt like that the enemy would do everything he could to keep you from being here and, and hearing what I've got to share with you because it is so life-changing. If you're going to have a change, there's one area that I really feel like that you have to and I have to have a change. And that is this, is like, it's how to let go of fear. That, that, we have to learn how to let go of fear because every one of us in this room have fears that we have to deal with. Matter of fact, we're only born with two fears and that is the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. All the rest of the fears that we have, we have somehow adopted and learned. I have two fears that I'm going to share with you today. One I'll share with you now, one at the end of the message. And this has really taken a lot of courage for me to say, I'm sort of embarrassed to say this, but it is true. One of my fears that I fight is the fear of failure. You don't know, but while I was standing back here waiting to come out there, the voice of fear began to speak to me and tell me that this message would not be any good, that you would not receive it. Matter of fact, that there would not be people here this week because I did such a bad job last week. All of those fears began to play in my mind and it comes to my mind. It's one that I have to wrestle with. And as I share that with you, I'm sure that you have them as well that you have to wrestle with. But I want to tell you today that I, want, I feel like the Holy Spirit of God has given me something to share with you because I'm a fellow struggler with you. When, I, when I'm talking to you about today, it's not something that, you know, that, oh, it's one and done, two and through, three and free. No, it's four, and I need more of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. And so today, as I begin to share with you on, uh, on the topic of, of how to let go of fear, I want to use, go back to a, a passage of Scripture and, and a story in the Bible of where Jesus is a, has just met with the disciples in the upper room. They just had communion together, and Jesus is leaving. He went into what was called the olive grove, or the, um, uh, um, uh, I can't think of the other word right now. Olive grove, there it is. There's a picture of it right there. There we go. I can't think of the word I want to use right now because I'm so afraid. <laughs> That's right. So there it is, olive grove that Jesus went into, 
right now. There it is. And this is what the, where they went to pray. Right after that, they went to pray. And nighttime fell. It was night there in this olive grove. And as they were there in this garden, we see that uh, something happened. Jesus had prayed and and the, he had asked the disciples to pray. Well, they got tired of praying. They went to sleep. He had to wake them up. And, and they started praying again. Then they went back to sleep. And then finally, they come to arrest Jesus. And as they come to arrest Jesus, one of his followers takes out a sword and he does something with it. So I want to give you number one and we're going to finish the story. You ready? Number one is this. How to defeat, how to let go of fear. Number one is recognize it. Recognize it. Recognize it. The word that I was looking for earlier that finally came to me was the Garden of Gethsemane. So that's where they are. Yes, I could not think of that. They're in the Garden of Gethsemane. So, so now he's figured out. So if we're going to defeat fear, the first thing we have to do is recognize it. So look what happens here in the Garden of Gethsemane. Here we are. Matthew 26, 51. With that, when they went to arrest Jesus, one of his companions reached for his sword, which we know that to be Simon Peter. Drew, out, drew it out, struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Putting, put your sword back in its place, Jesus said to him. For all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think I cannot call on my father? And he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels. That means legions of thousands, so 12,000 angels. But how then would the scripture be fulfilled that says it must happen in this way. What I want to share with you is this, that, is that Peter did not, Simon Peter did not recognize his fear. He did not recognize that the reason that he was drawing his sword is because he was afraid. But Jesus said this was part of the Father's plan. He wasn't afraid. And what I want to tell you is that any decision that you make that is a fear-based decision is a bad decision. Fear is a terrible decision maker. So many of us make decisions based on fear. It's a terrible, terrible decision maker. Now, here it is. If you don't recognize your fear, then you're always going to be responding to it. And the problem with that is, is that you usually hurt the most people, the people that, are, that you love the most and the people that are, that are innocent. You hurt them. Like the, the, the guy that got his ear cut off was a servant of the high priest. We don't even know if he was actually putting his hands on Jesus or not. He was, he was a servant of the high priest. He was just doing his job, going where that he was told to go, and there he got hit with a sword. And the only reason he got his ear cut off is because Peter missed his head. It was a reaction to fear is what I'm trying to tell you. The, the reason, that, and of course, we know that Jesus reached down, got the man's ear, and healed his ear. And it was a reaction to that. So what I want you to understand is that most bad actions we take are an overreaction to fear. Most bad actions we take are an overreaction to fear. And so until you recognize it, until you call it out, then you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're not going to realize but something's got you and something's making you respond and something's keeping you on edge. And so my question to you today is, is what is it? What, what, is, what is the fear that's got you? What, what is it that's making you so angry and so edgy? What is it that's got you? 
Well, what is, what, what fears got you that's keeping you from going to counseling? What are you afraid of? What, what, what fears keeping you from, from going to college? What, what are you afraid of? What fears keeping you from getting married? What are you afraid of? What fears keeping you from having a child? What, what fears holding you back? What, what fears keeping you from being baptized? What fears keeping you from pursuing the calling of God that he's got on your life? What fears got you? What is, because you're, you're not moving. The Holy Spirit's wanting you to move. You're being prompted to move, but, but your term is, I'm afraid. What are you afraid of? And until you call it out, until you give it a name, you're going to keep running from it. And as you run from it, it's going to cause you trouble in your life, and you're not going to go anywhere. You're going to go backwards. And it's time to have a change forward, everybody. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Baptized. Growth track. Why won't you go to growth track? What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? And until you answer that question, you can't move forward. Speaking, listen, speaking of baptism, you know, this next, we're baptizing on the 31st, on the day that some have declared the devil's day on October 31st, Halloween. We're calling it Jesus Day here. Amen. Amen. We're celebrating. We're going to be baptizing people and somebody is going to be number 100 that gets baptized on that Sunday. Somebody. Why don't you be number 100? I can't guarantee you'll be number 100, but you'll be close. If, if you line up to be baptized, then I'm getting in the pool because I want to baptize number 100. Amen? I, and I want to baptize number 95, 96, 97, and, and I want to baptize number 110 as well. So why don't you just go ahead and sign up? Amen? Sign up. Sign up for Growth Track. And let's get in the game, everybody. Again, we're talking about how to let go of fear. So first, we've got to recognize it. And again, it, it makes me feel less of myself when I admit, when I told you that I had this fear of failure. I mean, it just, I don't like saying that. I don't like admitting because I don't want anybody to think I'm a scared. I'm scared of anything, right? Number two, be willing to feel it without responding to it. Remember Simon Peter? He's, he's grabbed his sword and cut the guy's ear off. And now they've arrested Jesus. They've arrested him. And what we begin to see is this, is that those fearful thoughts begin to fill his mind. And let me just say this to you. It is fearful thoughts that bring the feelings of fear. Did you hear that? It's the fearful thoughts that brings the feelings of fear to you. And what's so important is this, is that most people will do anything to escape the feeling of fear. We don't want to feel fear. That's why so many of, uh, have, well, so many of us have addictions. Addiction is based on trying to escape the feeling of fear. You will never get over your addiction until you understand why. Why do I do this? What's the root behind this? It's because I'm afraid of, and I don't want to feel afraid of anything, so I will do this instead. But you never, you never kill the root. You, the root is always there when the high is over, you know, when the, when the sensation is over, when the fun is over of your addiction, then you still got the fear. And it will keep you your whole life. Why do I scroll hours on social media? Because I'm afraid to let my mind rest. I might be afraid of what I might think. 
My mind has to be captivated by something because I can't just let it think because it'll go to fearful thoughts. And I don't want to feel any fear. I don't want to feel fear. We must be willing to feel fear, but also to let it pass through our minds and not hold on to it. Amen. Look, look at this picture of this young man right here. Look at this. You see that? That young man is terrified, isn't he? A bird has landed on his head. I would, if I could help that young man, I would just tell him, son, just put your hand up there and shoo the bird away, right? Get it off your head. And that is the way that many of us are sitting right now with fears. We've let it rest in our minds. See, that young man could not keep the bird from flying over his head, but he could keep it from sliding on his, uh, landing on his head and staying there, right? Wouldn't you agree with that? And see, that's what I would say with you. It's like, you can't keep birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from building a nest in your hair. Now, I settled that issue a long time ago. Because he's going to have a hard time landing on my head. He will slide right off. <laughs> Same thing with thoughts. You cannot keep those thoughts of fear from going through your mind. Can You can't control that. It's going to happen. They're going to come in. But what, you, what, you, what, you, uh, what I would con- uh, ask you to consider doing instead of trying to, to think about why am I having these thoughts, is instead of trying to hold on to them and say, oh my, what am I going to do? Just let it pass through. No, it's only a thought, everybody. It's not real. It's only a thought. And it passes through. And so Simon Peter finds himself. Now he's wheeled out his sword. He's cut the ear off. And now they've they've actually taken Jesus in. And and he and all the other disciples fled. And look what it says about Simon Peter here. It says, Peter followed him at a distance right up to the courtyard of the high priest. He entered and sat down with the guard to see the outcome. What I would share with you is this, is that when Pete, Simon Peter began to feel fear, he put distance between he and Jesus. And that is exactly what fear is designed to do, is to put distance between you and Jesus. That's it. And you and somebody else. Fear separates relationships. It puts distance there. You see, if you hold on to fear... Those fearful thoughts, if you hold on to them, then they're going to turn into worry. And you know what worry is? Is worry is constantly thinking about a fearful thought. That's all it is, is you constantly think over and over and over about it. And worry turns into depression, everybody. See, see I'm just trying to lay the devil's plan out before you. And if you can understand his plan, then maybe you can have a counter plan. Amen? And so when you see that that thought, is, that thought comes in, and, and so it's okay. You can't control the thought. But when you hold on to it and you start mulling over it again, it turn, turns into worry. And then it begins to cr- control your body. You can sort of get sick at your stomach. And then you start acting and doing things that you normally would not do. Why? Because you don't want to feel fear. And so you got to do something. And worry, and worry digested long enough will turn into depression, everybody. Worry is always a warning light. It's a warning light. It's a warning that I'm, that I'm dwelling on a, on a thought, a fearful thought. I'm holding on to a, a fearful thought I need to let go of. And it's also a warning light that I'm not trusting God. It's the warning light. I drove Rhonda's vehicle this week. She said, I think my vehicle needs, uh, needs gas, Jeff. The light come on. I said, well, that's always a good indicator. 
But what has happened with her light is this, is that it used to come on at when it was like 50 miles to empty, but something has happened in her car and it's not coming on until it's empty. And so I got in her car there. She said, the light's on. I thought, oh my, I got in her car. I said, well, I'll be glad to, to, she was here at the office. I'll be glad to go uh, fill your tank up for you. And I, when I got in the car, I realized that it was below the E. I made it. I made it down to Kroger on a prayer. Hey, dear God, don't let this thing run out of gas. Worry is that warning light that you're out of gas. And that you don't, it's not in your power anymore, but you need the supernatural power of God. And so you just need to trust him and let go of this worry. Amen. You say, you say Jeff, how do I do that? How do I do that? I'm glad that you asked. Because the Bible has an answer in Romans 8, 28. Look what it says. It says, and we know that in what? All these things. In what? In all these things. In what, everybody? All these things. And all, that means what you're going through and 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 what I'm going through in all these things. Look at the next two words. In all these things. What's the next two words? What does God do in all these things? God what? God what? God works in all these things. In all these things, God is working. He's not working for everybody. But look what he says. God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. And if you're saved today, you've been called according to his purpose. God works. Watch this. All these things, God is working. That's how that when you have a fearful thought, like I just had, when, when I was standing back here, I just had that panic go, oh no, but, you know, I don't know, I don't know. But all of a sudden, I'd, I had the confidence to walk out here because I knew that God's going to work it to the good. Amen. amen. What, what gives me power to know that God is working right I'm talking, but God's working. Amen. Amen. You see, you got to understand that God is working. I want you to, God is working. You say, Pastor, you don't know what's happened, but I'm telling you, God's working, everybody. Amen? Yes. I met a lady this week at a gym, and, and she told me her, her story about how that her father was a pastor. And I, so I, I went up and said, hey, well, I, your dad's a pastor. Tell me about it. She said, oh. She said he's a pastor, but he was murdered six years ago. He was carjacked. And the carjackers, taking the car was not enough. They had to take his life. I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I said, how's your mom? She said, well, my mom's not doing too good either. We found out this here, like last year, that she's got a brain tumor. And I said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry to hear that. But she had this big smile on her face. And she said, Pastor, these things are bad. She said, but my father taught me his whole life that in all these things that God is good and God is good all the time and all the time is good and that God is working in all these things. And so today I got a smile on my face because I know that it's bad, but God is working and God is working and God is working, everybody. Amen. God is working. 
right? I want you to receive that today because you're going to be afraid and you're going to, you're going to freak out and, and you're going to worry yourself to death. But when you begin to worry, if you can remember that in all these things, my God is working. He's at work right now, everybody. Hallelujah. God is working, everybody. He's working. He's working. And so I have a next step for you on your connection card. I hope that you will check this box. It says, I will do my best to let fear pass through my mind. Would you check the box so the Holy Spirit can bring it back to your mind when fear tries to land in your, your head and stay there? Number three is this. How to let go of fear. Number three is face old fears and release them. Oh, dear goodness. Simon, he pulled the sword out because he didn't, he didn't realize it was fear that he was reacting to. And then we see that, you know, all of a sudden he put distance between he and Jesus because he didn't want to feel fear. But now we find out that he's got an old fear that he's having to deal with. Look what happened here. He's put distance between he and Jesus and bad things always happen when you put distance between you and Jesus. It says, then he began to call down curses on himself and he swore to them, I do not know the man. He denied Jesus. Immediately a rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the words Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Now here's what I want to share with you is that why, why did Peter weep? Because he had failed Jesus. But the problem with that is this, is that every time the rooster crowed from that day forward was always a reminder of his failure. Would you agree with that? Let me tell you something. Rhonda and I moved into a new area and around us, there's people, they have roosters everywhere. I did not know roosters crowed all day. All day long. I mean, like, you know, I'm waiting to get up at daylight. You know, getting up, I, we leave before daylight. And, and you know, right, sometimes right before daylight, I'll hear one just let it out. You know, doing all that. But I mean, like at noon, they're, they're cock-a-doodle-doing or whatever. And at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, all day long, they, they crow, Right. And so all day, every time that Simon Peter heard a rooster crow, he was reminded of his failure. Amen? Amen. And as time passed on, his failure turned into fear. And the fear was that God would never receive him again because of his failure. So the rooster crowing was reminding of his failure that produced fear that he'd never have a relationship with Jesus again. And some of you right now are having some of those same feelings. There was a guy by the name of Booker T. Washington. His family, his family lived right at the end of slavery in America. Matter of fact, Booker T. Washington tells the story of how that when the Emancipation Proclamation was given that he was a, he was a young boy, but he could remember the days of uh, of being in captivity and slavery and that how that every morning when the rooster crowed, it was, it was a symbol of a hard day's work ahead. That's what it reminded him of, his whole family. And right after Abraham Lincoln gave freedom 
And the Emancipation Proclamation was signed and his family was set free. He said, I, I remember the first morning of our freedom, said, we were laying in the bed and, and the rooster crowed. And he said, we were used to hearing that, but, but all of a sudden we started hearing another noise. And it was, like, it was like the rooster was having a fit. It was going crazy. He said, I ran outside. He, seen, he said, I saw my mother with the ax chasing the rooster. He said, she chased that rooster and said she cut that rooster's head off and we had that rooster for lunch that day. Why? Because her first act of freedom was to kill the rooster, amen? Get rid of the rooster. It's reminding you of your past. The first act of freedom that you've got to have is that you've got to kill the rooster that's reminding you of your past, that you'll never be anything and that you're a loser and that God will never forgive you and you'll never get through this moment, that you'll never get over this. You'll never get well in your body. Your family will never be healed. Your marriage will never be better. You'll never get through college. He's a liar, everybody, and you've got to kill the rooster. You have to kill the rooster. Look, well, look what Jesus made Simon do. Look what he says. Now, remember, it says this. Look what it says. The third time he said to him. In other words, so, so now Jesus has died on the cross, been raised again, and he's, on, he's walking around on earth again. He was around the earth about 50 days, and, and Simon sees him again. He goes with him to be with him. He's afraid of being rejected. And so Jesus has made him say this three times. Look, the third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus had asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. What I want to tell you is this. It is the love of God that releases us from fear. Amen. When we, when we express our love for God and we receive love from God, then fear has to go. The Bible says it this way. 1 John 4 and 18. There is no fear in what, everybody? There is no fear in love, but perfect love does what? It drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. And so in other words, either you're going to let fear drive out your love or you're going to let love drive out your fear. That's what Simon had to discover. He had to discover this. I want to tell you about my second fear. When I was six years old, my brother, who was two years older than me, died of spinal meningitis. It was one of those deals where my, he had had like this cold symptom. My mother took him to the doctor in that little small town that we lived in. They said, oh, it's, it's just a cold or something. He'll be all right. Only the next morning, I was awakened to my mother screaming, Jeff. I remember jumping out of that little bunk bed that I was in. I went in there and my mother had my brother pent on the floor with a spoon stuck in his mouth and he was convulsing. I had no idea what was going on and she screamed, go get the neighbors. I went and got the neighbors and my brother died on December 24th, Christmas Eve. Something happened to me that I had no idea then. I developed a fear, a fear of dying. I would love to tell you that that only was a childhood fear, but that would be a lie. I struggle with that. 
all, matter of fact, until I was about 38 years old, I had no idea what was going on. I went to counseling. That's why I talk about counseling so much. And it was discovered. It was there that the fear was discovered. What I could tell you is this, is that I was the pastor of this church. I read the Bible every day. I prayed every day. Pray, I could not pray it away. I could not read the Bible enough to get it to go away. I couldn't give enough money to make it go away. I checked all the boxes and that didn't make it go away because I had to recognize it. And what I want to tell you is this. I would never, ever pray the prayer. You know, every time I would have a pain in my side, that was the rooster crowing. Because something would tell me, oh, that's bad. You're going to die. I have a I have pain in my head. Oh, oh, that's a tumor. You're going to die. It's a rooster crowing. You know what I'm talking about? Every time. Every time. I never went, I went to the counselor and I was sat down before him and he said, Jeff, I'll tell you the, your problem. After we met two or three times, I was like, go ahead, tell me, bring it on, big boy. He said, your problem is this, here it is. You don't trust God and you don't trust anybody else either. That made me mad because I thought trusting God was praying every day. I thought trusting God was reading the Bible every day. I thought trusting God was giving my tithe faithfully. I thought that was all trusting God. He said, well, that's part of it, but that's not the real deal. You got to trust God and you don't trust him. And you know what? I'd pray every prayer. I said, God, you can have everything I've got. Lord, it's yours. But I never would pray, God, you can have my life because I thought he might take me up on it. I did. That's just being as transparent as I know how to be with you. I remember the morning that I killed the rooster. I remember we, in the home that Rhonda, we were living in, again, I was the pastor of this church. I'm talking about heaven and how good it is and you should want to go, but I didn't want to go. I was scared. I was scared I was going to die. I remember getting on my knees that one morning, bowing in that chair and saying, God, Anytime that you want my life, you're welcome to it. I trust you to know what's best for me. I was scared to death to pray that prayer. I'm telling you, I was scared to death. I mean, I was shaking so much. I didn't want to pray it because my fear was going, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. I mean, that fear was there. But I said it. I said it that morning. I said it the next morning. I said it the morning after that. And I'm going to tell you something, what that did. When I got on my knees and I said it, I killed that rooster. Today, that fear is not over me anymore. That fear does not have hold on me anymore. It does not. And what I, what I discovered is what Martin Luther King Jr. said, a man is not ready to live until he's ready to die. I want you to know, I've found life. My life, the last 15 years of my life has been so free. I want that for you, everybody. I want you to be free. Today's the day you kill the rooster. Amen. You got to kill him. Remember, when you, and when you express your love for God and you receive God's love, then it just takes away all fear. Either your fear is going to drive out your love or love's going to drive out your fear. And you've got to make a decision today. Are you going to walk out of here with that rooster crowing on you all the time? Or today, you're going to pick up your spiritual axe in the name of Jesus and you're going to cut that rooster's head right off. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Would you stand with me, everybody? This is the first step, the first step to know. Listen, if you died right now, are you scared? 
if the answer is I don't know, then you need to make it right with Jesus. Make it right with Jesus and you won't have to worry about that. And so right now, we're going to pray the prayer to become a Christ follower. And if you mean this in your heart, that today you can walk out of here a free man or woman. Amen, everybody. There is no pillow so soft as one to know that you're at peace with God when you go to sleep. Let's pray it. Heavenly Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I ask you that you would, Lord, every person here that's not saved is saying this prayer, come into my life, Lord Jesus. Forgive me of my sins. And Lord, help me to do your will. God, it's not just enough to say this prayer, but I've got to do your will. So Lord, help me do it. I can't do it without you. I will not let fear stop me from saying this prayer. God, I'm going to say it today and I'm going to be free. Lord, right now, come into my life and save me, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen, everybody. Now, if that's you on that card before you leave, that connection card, just check that box. Now, the rest of us got some business to do. You walked in here with a rooster crowing. I don't know what it is. It could be in your marriage. It could be with your children. Some of you are so afraid of your children, you can't even live. You can't even hardly sleep because you're worried about what's going on with your children. Some of you are worried about your parents and you're just all freaked out. Some of you are worried about school. You're all freaked out. Some of you are worried about your job and you're all freaked out and fear's got you. And today's the day you pull the ax out and you cut the head off of that rooster, amen? So I'm going to give you that opportunity. Our worship team's coming right now and they're going to begin to sing this song. And as they begin to sing, I want you to just make your mind up that you're going to walk down here and you're going to kneel. Listen, if, it's, if, it, if it fills up and there's no room, kneel down the aisles or whatever you got to do. But today's the day that we get rid of that rooster. Amen, everybody. Let go of fear. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's sccview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.